Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Matt on Matt podcast. We want to interact with you. Follow me at MattBeery06 on Instagram and on Twitter. Make sure you're sending in those emails to mattonmattpod at gmail.com. Follow me at Twitterfield on Twitter, at Matters on Instagram, mattbutterfield.net for any other news. Yeah, baby. Now let's get into the episode. You want a 24-pack of Bud Light for $12.99 in the city? Sounds crazy, right? Nope, it's Kmart at Astor Place. <laughs> Do you want 10 pounds of frozen ground beef for $10? <laughs> What up, yo? What up? We, um, How's it going? How you doing? It's a solemn day. <laughs> it's a very solemn and sad Why is day. It a... I'm, I'm getting there. Very Ooh. solemn and sad day in New York City. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, we lost an icon today. Out of nowhere. Okay. Out of absolutely nowhere. With no forewarning, the Astro Place Kmart ceased operations. No, no, that's where I got punched in the head in the face by a crackhead <laughs> at that Kmart. No, <laughs> and then, then her boyfriend threatened to kill me because I wouldn't buy her teddy bear. <laughs> Can you believe I it? Use some harsh language when trying. I also used some harsh language in trying to get them away from me, which they didn't appreciate. Well, you know. But I wanted them to leave me alone and stop asking me to buy them beer and teddy bears. It's like, no, I'm not buying that for you. Who do you think I am? That's literally what happened. That's literally what happened, Matt. I she remember. She was buying teddy bear and beers, and and she didn't have enough money. And she turned around and asked me to pay for it, and I was like, No. And then the lady behind me did pay for it, which made me look like an asshole. And I'm like, why are you paying for this? She does not need beer and a teddy bear. <laughs> like, like, it was, like, if she was buying food, it would have been one thing, or clothing even. But she's yeah. buying a teddy bear and, and, and Bud Light strawberries. Oh, Jesus. So, no. Back the fuck off, lady. I'm not buying it for you. Punch. She waited for me outside and punched me. She didn't hit. Good it times. didn't hurt, but it was very shocking. It was. It was like whoa. And then I put my hands up, and then I heard her boyfriend go, "If you touch her, I'll kill you." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, just go away. Fuck off." What so, a time! What, so the Kmart is gone. It's At gone. Astor Play, you can't even walk. You can't even walk in from the subway anymore. No. I always loved that about that. They had an exclusive deal for some reason where you could walk straight from the train to inside the Kmart. It, 
that? Yes, I do. There's still, I mean, there's it still has to be there. It's I not mean, like I, those, that shit goes anywhere. Right. I fucking took. I went into that Kmart through the subway many a time when I lived there. Uh, I can't believe it's gone. I just, it's you know, it was a staple. So Since many 1996. Memories. So many memories. I like. Oh. I couldn't believe that a Kmart was even in Manhattan. That, Same. That was what. That's really because because they have laws against that sort of thing in New York, where like Walmart can't be in New York City, like like those big stores. Yeah. They have a hard time. Like like they 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 say no, and um, like Target just got in a few years ago. Right, right, right. And Trader Joe's. And, God, that have you ever seen the um the uh so do your do okay or no so Google like the Target opening at Atlantic Center or whatever it's called, it, it, it Barclays Center yeah. in uh in Brooklyn. They had like a full on like movie premiere opening for that. And oh you can like God. look at they had like celebrities show up like Alan Cummings was there, Lindsay Lohan <laughs> was there, Gwyneth Paltrow showed up, and they were all gonna go shop at Target in Brooklyn, baby. And oh in like God. in like 2003. It's 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 one of the weird, especially just having now having spent time in that Target and like I know what a fucking hellhole that Target is. It's a <laughs> guys. If imagine, so I love Target. Like actually, recommends the early off the top. Target's the fucking shit, especially down here in suburbia. You walk in, it's an it's like Walmart, but it's calm. It looks nice. They have they have everything that you could possibly fucking need. It's all spread out really nicely, except for in Brooklyn. It's that enormous store. They still have everything, but it's inside of like a three story, like like cake of death, like cement cake. I I, that was where I kind of discovered I had claustrophobia. Number one and number two, it's just like I've spent hours in that place with with donna butterfield convincing her i do not need another throw pillow while i'm like dodging all these orthodox like families like 12 in a row going excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me and they all know exactly what they want and will shove you out of the way in order to get it it's mm -hmm. i fucking hate that target in brooklyn but Check just do everybody do yourself a favor and Google Barclays Center uh target opening 2002, 2003, or something like that. Because it's so funny. It's so funny who showed up. It was a party, dude. In the uh, other news, that target shut down. No, oh man, New York is just losing them. That I'm target kidding. shut down. No, I'm kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> but the Kmart is gone. Kmart is dead. Kmart Astro Place is gone. I read a retrospective that was written by somebody on the Kmart and Astro <laughs> Place that apparently it opened in 1996. And at the mm -hmm. time, it was an unwelcome harbinger of the suburbs encroaching on New York City. That's a quote. Yes, I believe it. That's why I say I'm surprised it was there. But throughout all the years and all the financial trouble, the 
the company that operated Kmart kept that store open <laughs> so that they could stay in touch with what the young, hip, avant-garde crowd likes. No. Yeah, that Come is a, that is the corporate reasoning for that being the last Kmart on the face of the fucking earth. I mean, there's not even a Kmart's in where I am. No, dude, the last <laughs> Kmart I saw was when I was in like seventh or eighth grade in my hometown. I it remember, was that big Kmart brand. Yes, yes. I remember they they uh, I rem weren't they like a casualty of Martha Stewart's like prison stint? Like, didn't she have a big like Kmart presence? Like K Kmart was like, we sell Martha Stewart living. And then like a year after that, she goes to prison and Kmart's like, what the fuck? No one. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 they're like, look, Martha Stewart is obviously immortal, immortal and unflappable. She's still fucking killing it. But there was a dip. There was a dip. There was a dip. Yeah. You know, federal and, prison. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I you know, to, to Sheila. And Kmart, yeah. She, just, she was like, fuck it. Y'all can go down. I'm not taking this one. She very <laughs> much just like, you know, like a child. Uh, in a war zone, put that shit in front of her and let it go down instead. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and, you know, they had the dip. You know, Sheila and Karen in the suburbs are like, oh, she went to prison. We can't support no criminals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for at least until we forget about it. At least until we forget about it, or our children commit a crime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we start bailing our kids out of jail. And it's like, yeah, that's a little insider trading. Also, <laughs> what I love is that she went to jail because she didn't snitch. Yes. <laughs> She's an ultimo G. She got street cred for life, bro. She was she they were like, Hey, you lied about this. And she goes, Yeah, I did. <laughs> they're like well what's the truth she's like i'm not telling you suck my dick <laughs> suck my martha stewart living dick suck this big fat living cock oh my the kmart at astor place where'd you read this obituary where where was well it? first i saw it on instagram and i was okay. like all right whatever social media fake news so then uh -huh. i googled it and started looking into it and it's true it's dead wow wow what a, that's a that's a i mean one of the staples one of the cornerstones of my first god-awful horrific dog shit year in new york city yeah. was that kmart when i lived about a block and a half away right, right. i went to that kmart oh god damn much oh my god i Dude. still have hold on just a sec i still i just thought about this i still have a shirt from that came two shirts from that Kmart that I went and bought when the cleaners lost my clothes and I had no clothes and had to go to the fucking office. I went and bought Fuck. yeah, I went and bought two shirts and a pair of jeans, a pack of underwear and a pack of socks to get me through a few days while the cleaners found my clothes. And I still have those two shirts. They're good fucking shirts. Dude, I was going to say that Kmart had a really good plus size section. Yeah. Especially fucking, for men. Yeah. Like, I, I gotta, was able to buy a lot of jeans there. And like, it was, <laughs> they didn't like they, they, they were cheap. They were like 30 bucks, but they last like six months. They always fit. 
It was just, it was like this place is solid. That they place stretch also, out you know, like a motherfucker. Yes, they do. They stretch <laughs> out. They need, they do exactly what you needed. It was the Adam Levine or Adam Devon. What's his name? The, Levine. The Levine. It was his fucking uh, jeans line. I bet he didn't realize it was going to be like a saving grace for a bunch of fat boys. In <laughs> and they win. Be fat. <laughs> it's like hell yeah. Also, I remember um, uh, I, I went to that Kmart all the time for so many different. It always bailed me out because yes. I, I knew that Kmart was there. It was always just comforting. It was just like if I need anything. And plus, I worked in Union Square and like in, in downtown like theater. So it was always just like that Kmart is right there. I remember during like. One night, the night that like Ubu played Joe's, Joe's Pub, I realized I didn't have a slide. So I went and bought a beer, a glass bottle beer at that Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You were right across the street for a significant run of that. Right. Well, yeah, because I did uh, the, the, the record and then we did Ubu at Joe's Pub right after that. Yeah. And, it, and so I was at that fucking Kmart all the time. And also, like, I don't know. Like that day I got punched by a crackhead. I was just like, I need, I need new shoes. I was walking with my parents. It was the last day in town, their last day in town. And uh, uh, I needed a new pair of shoes right before I went into work and got, you know, got the shoes and a fistful of, uh, and, a, and a knuckle sandwich. Baby. Um, but God damn, what a legend. legend. So, thank you for telling me, first of all, what, a, I mean, what, a, this is truly an icon has fallen. Yes, absolutely. I know it sounds to everybody out there that it sounds stupid. Oh, a Kmart right. closed. But this was a very unique, A, in that it was, the I think, the last Kmart in the country. <laughs> B, that it was in Astor Place, which, if you guys don't know, is the East Village, is St. Mark's Place, is horrifically weird. Well, yeah, it's not the. It's like the middle of downtown Manhattan. Maybe. Yeah, like it's like, like it, when you hear the downtown culture, that kind of like avant-garde art scene, the the <laughs> punk rock, weird theater. This is where we're talking about. I mean, this is right next to like Webster Hall. It's only yeah. a few blocks away from Webster Hall. It like, <laughs> like it's a all, block away from Trash and Vaudeville, the punk rock store, and Seek and Destroy, the other right. punk rock store. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, it served as the costuming department for so many plays I was in. Uh huh. Like, so, like you just go the 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 costumers would go buy clothes there and then return the clothes there. <laughs> what I'll say is, never in my life have I experienced a place that was so out of place. Yes. Yet so perfect, perfectly yes. in place at the same time. Like it, I know it doesn't make sense, but Kmart at Astor Place was the perfect <laughs> thing that didn't belong there. It was right. perfect for it, and it didn't belong. <laughs> I mean, y'all, it is directly across the street from the public theater. Yes, if you are in the public theater. You can look across the street at the Blue Man Group and then the fucking Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so nuts! Well, you could oh. walk out of the Continental 
<laughs> you're going to walk out of the Continental, and to your left is the Cooper Union Library where Abraham Lincoln gave the speech that got him the Republican nomination for the presidency. Mm-hmm. To your right is a fucking angel share, a mm-hmm. dope cocktail bar, sure. and directly in front of you, Kmart. Kmart. <laughs> You can walk out of Continental after having your five shots of anything for $10. Oh, memories are rushing back. I remember I saw a bicyclist get hit by a car outside of that Kmart. <laughs> and he didn't get up. And oh. I just kept walking. Now I mean, New I, York, baby. Well, I mean, a bunch of people helped out. What am I going to do? Right. Bunch of, <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's like five people immediately were helping. I was 20 feet away. It's like, well, fuck. Oh, right. good God. <laughs> oh, oh, I think that reminds fine. me of a story, but <laughs> he wasn't dead. He, I know that he was. I could hear him groaning. He wasn't dead. He was hurt. I'm not laughing at a dead man. <laughs> I'm not laughing at all, even though I just laughed. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's just crazy, though. When you think about everything that's in that neighborhood, you could go to McSorley's, the oldest bar in New York's, the second oldest bar in New York City. You yeah. Could- Burp Castle, the place that originated the microbrew. You could go to uh, fucking Grassroots Tavern where Lenny Bruce used to live upstairs. You can yes. go like you can go a couple blocks down to where the Ramones started punk rock. You can all this shit that's in this neighborhood. You can go where Hamilton fucking debuted. Right, Fun Home fucking debuted. And right, you can also. Go get a 99 cent two pound pack of really shitty ground beef at Kmart <laughs> with a teddy bear and some blue jeans. Yeah, baby, and some strawberries. <laughs> some really, really ugly jewelry. Oh my God. And it was huge. It was so. Really, stories you could go buy a 75 inch tv on the third floor and then go down to the basement and get you could go okay you go to the third floor get a 75 inch tv go to the second floor get some fucking joe boxer boxer briefs go down to the third floor get a groceries and discount beer walk out of the door on the third floor and get directly on the six train <laughs> get, like directly you're not climbing exactly. any stairs. You're walking through a door, and then you're walking through the the, the turnstile. Boom! I fucking <laughs> oh, I fucking love New York City, but I oh man, I'm gonna miss Kmart and Astor Place. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking. We gotta pour one out for the homies, man. That sucks. Uh, oh. Fuck you, COVID. You know it's COVID's fault. Oh, hundred percent. Not Kmart's fault. K- what wrong could Kmart do at this point? What they had clearly done some deal with the devil. What do you think their rent was? <laughs> oh my shit! Like, what do you think their <laughs> rent was? I'm also pretty certain that that Kmart used to be the Barnes and Noble where Burt Kreischer worked and got fired. No, because he because no. he worked at Barnes and Noble at Astor Place, and there's not a Barnes and Noble at Astor. No, Place. but that predate the Kmart predates his stint in New York City. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wasn't there in the '90s. He was, but he didn't graduate from college until '97. Kmart oh, and Astor okay, Place okay, opened okay, in '96. Okay. But okay. you know, you're you're on the way. Sure. Now that now that Barnes and Noble's in Union Square. 
Yeah, and, and it's like, still like yeah. wide the fuck open despite Amazon. Hey, right. in fact, actually, in the in Midtown, like in the 30s, Amazon has a physical bookstore. That's creepy. I don't right. Like that. I don't like that at all. I that's not the that's not what Amazon is. Right. It's like stop it, stop it, stop it. It's like, right, what am I gonna? You're gonna go to the internet, and of course, the internet is like in Midtown. Yeah. Ugh, that's so weird. Is it one of those? I've heard that they have a place where you walk in and they track what you pick up, and then you just walk out and they charge you. Yeah, that's so. It's called Amazon Go. The one of the test pilot stores is a few blocks over on Liberty Place. No, thank you. Oh, that's so weird. That's too weird for me. You know who's about to transition into that? Oh, they're you? test piloting it all overs. All, not just us, but airports. Oh, yeah. Airports in general. Like, they're <sighs> test piling it at a bunch of different locations, and it's going to roll out. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. I guess there's nothing we can do about it, so I might as well just get used to it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, one of, hopefully one of these billionaires blows up in their private space shuttle one day. Dude, Please. I'm kind of glad it wasn't Richard because Richard seems like he's he knows what he is. He's kind of dope. He knows he's a piece of shit. Right. And that's like, all right, as long as you're not pretending like the other yeah. people are yeah. like, like, like oh, you want to go to space, Jeff Bezos? I'll beat you. <laughs> is he British or is he Australian? I don't know. He's Sir Richard <laughs> Branson. So I don't, I don't think he's Australian. <laughs> uh, you know, they're part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just thought it was way funnier to say Bezos. Bezos <laughs> for comedic purposes for comedic purposes on he's this Australian. podcast he's Australian Australian <laughs> y'all you fucking cat <laughs> dog cat um yeah, uh, it's really funny a name is still a virgin and I'm anything but <laughs> you cunts anyway <laughs> who do you think is gonna go first I think Elon Musk is gonna go is gonna go wrong first yeah because he's always because he just kind of seems reckless. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he doesn't seem like he's actually smart. Um, I don't like like I, I feel like the other guys are actually smart, but I feel like Elon's mostly just a personality and a brand, and uh, and he has a good team, which is which is part of being smart is make is putting a good team together. But he doesn't do any of that engineering shit. He bought Tesla. You know what I mean? Like he's like fuck him. He's just he's yeah, a, I mean, I he I, I know you hate Elon, but he is actually an engineer. He is actually a smart person. Uh, uh, but they all have uh, different they all have different reasons why they are who they are. Like um it's, it's like Jeff good, Jeff had a good idea and never sold it is essentially what it is. Right. And and uh, you know, I don't know. People I think it's really shitty that he doesn't pay taxes the way that he should. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that is obviously really wrong. But I also feel like during this pandemic, uh, on online at least, it seems like, a, or, or I don't know, just the, the conversation around him is very like, he's a lizard person. He's an evil, evil fucking dude. He, he ru- he's ruining the American economy. Uh, he like all this stuff about him. But I'm thinking back to during the pandemic and what the fuck would we have done without Amazon during the pandemic? We would have been like, fucked. Like, well, like, what the fuck would the country have done without that? Without yeah. that, 
service or that company. We wouldn't have there would like our government doesn't have an infrastructure like that where no. they can just bring groceries to your doorstep, like or like knickknacks and furniture and mm-hmm. and, and at like literally anything you could possibly need, keeping th- people distant and safe. Like like. So people, I don't know, a lot of people are kind of turning their nose up and think it's gross how much money Amazon made during the, this whole event. But I'm kind of like, well, of course they did. Of course they did. Their whole business model was perfect for a pandemic. Right. And, <laughs> you know, it's a shit, you know, yeah, sometimes you have to weigh the pros against the cons. Right. Okay. <laughs> the cons are, yeah, it's fucking sucks to work for Amazon. Yep. The cons are Jeff Bezo- Bezos does not, pay his fair share in taxes and that is infuriating but the <laughs> pros are that shit kept a lot of people going when they couldn't leave their fucking house especially right. in a place like this where you yeah. literally couldn't go anywhere right so i mean yeah sure there's a lot of negatives about bezos and there's a lot of negatives about amazon but also like the shit was well, there for me when I needed it. Dude. Yeah, like, 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 like I have the uh, like I have brand loyalty to Amazon. Same. It's so like, easy because like, <laughs> it's so. I mean, it's a. I mean, is it frustrating as fuck? Yes. Well, I don't really recommend uh, relying on that grocery service. Uh, the the two times I've done it, one time it was like four hours late, and everything was warm, and it was like, what the fuck? But that aside like i don't know it's just people people need to fucking realize how the world works (laughs) yeah i I mean i'm getting so frustrated that's the problem when you give everybody a voice fuck you twitter yeah everybody has one it's it kind of reminds me of these people that seem to be under the impression that broadway is some sort of like like socialist like playground or something i i don't know what they think it is there's all these people talking about how broadway needs to be completely redone and and turned into this uh equity factory uh for you know progress and and politics and and i just i'm just so confused by that outlook and uh by that mindset it's like broadway has always been a money-making machine it's capital it's fucking a business it's never been anything but that never and people are talking about how like there's there's no they only put beautiful people on broadway it's like yeah yeah they only put people that that look a certain way or walk a certain way or act a certain way yeah like because sure. guess who's buying the tickets? <laughs> like, well, no, I, I, old I'm whites. Talking, that's okay. We're talking about racial things. Oh I'm no, I was no. That's not. I didn't mean it like that. I meant to, like they want to look at beautiful people because they're the type of people that used to go watch movies in the sixties. Everybody wants to look at beautiful people. Nobody yeah. doesn't want to look at beautiful people. You don't go to Broadway to look at some fucking schlub. You don't. You go to see a fucking show. You like you don't go to Broadway to, to learn a lesson necessarily. You might, but that's not the goal. The goal is to go see a show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on this because I, it, 
everything. I don't know. I don't want to say something that might be out of school and somebody be like, well, actually, but I feel like Broadway's a business. Broadway is the most capitalist thing about theater. Uh And it doesn't bother me, but like, sure. Okay. Everything's got to be fucking uh, social justice fucking play. Now everything has to be about uh, that now. Moving forward. Yeah. It's, it's also like Broadway isn't the only place where theater can be done. There are other avenues and other forms of theater that are never anywhere near Broadway where you can go and look for all of those things that you're looking for. Yeah. Educational theater is huge for that. Community theater is huge for that. Even some of like the like the closest to mainstream you're going to get in America is probably downtown Manhattan scene for for a lot of that. Yeah. Uh but like there's Broadway isn't the end all be all. It's not the only fucking venue. It's not the only thing that represents theater. I don't know. Yeah. You don't need to reform that. Just go do your own thing. Make your own th- fucking play. Who cares if it makes it ever makes it to Broadway or not? Jesus. But that's that's too hard. We oh, making it to Broadway is easy. <laughs> well, they couldn't. That's why they wanted. That's why they wanted change. <laughs> I couldn't make it to Broadway. I said, "Okay, I'll manage restaurants." All right, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I should have gone to smaller play auditions. <laughs> so you've been about in the new job for about a week. Let's stop talking about the world and how weary we are of it. How's the new job treating you? New job's good. I mean, it's just shitload of shit to learn, and it's a whole different world, dude. It's, yeah, you know, um, you know, being on the floor is being on the floor. I can run a restaurant with my fucking eyes closed. You know what I mean? Sure. But like, there's just a whole lot of processes and office shit that I got to learn. You know, it's uh-huh. a it's a much bigger corporate deal. Um, but you know, it, I've lost. A significant amount of weight because I walk like <laughs> twenty thousand steps a day minimum. Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Of moving around. Oh yeah, I've lost like eight, I've lost eight pounds in a week and a half. Matt. Uh oh. Okay. And I'm eating. I'm eating. Sure. And I'm drinking like seven or eight bottles because we also I'm drinking like seven or eight bottles of water a shift. Yeah, I bet. And I'm walking, brother. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. But no, bro. overall, like it's cool, you know. I get to dress nice and walk around an airport and you know, everybody here's <laughs> the funniest thing is so LaGuardia has a law, a rule, whatever, that um if your plane is delayed until after midnight, pl- planes cannot fly out of LaGuardia after midnight. Period. Uh-huh. Paragraph. Um, so they have a rule that if your uh, plane gets delayed until after midnight, that flight's canceled. You're rebooked for the next flight, the first flight in the morning, which is normally mm-hmm. like 5 a.m. Right. So 5, 530. So a lot of times when we're closing down, we're like, you know, if we're there super late, we're like getting out the door at midnight, you know, yeah. right when they're canceling these flights in Terminal D. And then, like, yes. I mean, there we are in, like, blazers and a badge. So they just immediately assume we work for Delta. So last night, me and my GM were, like, walking out the door. 
because we had an extended night because he's explaining things to me. So it's taking longer to get everything done, but it's a yeah. good thing. But we're walking out the door and our blazers and our badges. And here comes a fucking throng of pissed off Southerners screaming at us about their canceled flight. And we were like, we don't work for Delta, but if you guys are here tomorrow, we'll get you a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They wow. thought we were like the suits for Delta. <laughs> well, I get it, man. Traveling, <laughs> when things go wrong, it's just like, I don't know. It's such a helpless feeling because you're just at the mercy of some corporation that could give a fuck about you. It, at least that's the, that's the way it feels, particularly it feels. Like American Airlines and Ooh. Delta Airlines, but especially with American. American right? is trash. Don't yeah. ever fly American. Well, I mean, they're cheap as fuck. <laughs> Delta's, but, um, Delta's more expensive, but they're way better. JetBlue yes. is comparable in price to American and way better sure. than American. Sure. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I, I get it. I get why people get so upset just because it's just like, are you because especially when like a trip turns into like a two day trip or a three day delay, which has happened to me before. It's yeah. just like, Oh my God, why can't we make this work? Like how hard is it just to get me from one place to another? Hey, you know, it all depends. You know, sometimes it's the weather. We had a fucking massive delay. Oh dude, check this shit out. So Delta actually apologized to us for this. Um, the other night, I second night on the floor in the terminal, um we get this massive storm you saw oh, it was yeah, fucking the city yes. flooded dude that was awful so we get this massive storm and it's all over it's not just in new york it's all over the eastern seaboard so we have four completely full flights sit on the tarmac for like four plus hours and then delta deplaned all of them at the same time and they all came directly to our two restaurants in Terminal G. Yeah. And just drank, ate, yelled at you. Yes. Well, you know, they yelled at my, they would yell at my staff and then my staff would send me over and I'm, hey, what's going on? And they'd be yeah. like, uh huh. Yeah, they always get nicer when the manager comes over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> When the guy in the fucking coat comes over, they're like, <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm like, yeah, so what can I do for you? And I just like smother them with kindness and they feel like shit about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A, bro. But yeah, dude, fucking it's a lame. fucking crazy thing. It's a whole different wall ball of wax, a whole different way of life. And, uh, you know. I'm six days in, so hey, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be good. So far, it's good. I'm moving this week and I am very stressed out about it. Oh, I yeah, to, I have to go after this. I'm gonna go build a bunch of furniture and throw clothing in some boxes and get all that set up for Saturday. Very Saturday, sexy. it's gonna be a big day. Um, Saturday moving day gonna move to east texas yes. to athens texas oh my god <laughs> if you look like you're about to cry 
I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm terrified, but I'm also excited. Well, just gonna I'm be excited weird for being you. in a town not really knowing anybody. And um not really sure how I'm gonna fit in. Mm-hmm. Um that's what I'm kind of nervous about. I think the job itself is gonna be great. Yeah. Um, but that's probably where you're where you'll make friends initially. Right. But I'm just kind of interested to see how all that goes. Because I got nothing in common with these people, dude. I've barely got anything in common with people in Dallas. Yeah. And then, and then like, like everyone like that's my age down there is like on their third kid, second marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I did theater in New York for six and a half years. Now I'm here in Athens. Teaching, <laughs> teaching your 12-year-olds how to do Meisner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> showing them a bunch of Sam Shepard plays. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, dude, the eighth grade, the fucking junior high one act version of True West is going to be dope. <laughs> Directed by Matt Butterfield. <laughs> oh, God, I love that play. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> or do a fool for love. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yikes. Oh, yikes. Ooh, you wanted to hear a story that I had that you'd never heard. Oh, sure. Yes. You live. Okay. Your house burned down when yes. you were a kid. And I didn't know that. Yeah. So this all came about because Matt was furiously texting me. And I mean that in the best way possible because I very much. <laughs> I very much enjoyed this. Um, Matt was furiously texting me while he was in uh, Amarillo on his way back from Colorado. And he was (laughs) like, we're staying in a fucking hotel that's right behind a feeding yard. And it smells like shit and sewage. Dude. I said, what's the hotel? So bad. (laughs) Burned ground beef sulfur and sewage oh the fact that i was able to pick out the burn ground beef really creeps me out yeah like Jesus what, was, what was it actually I don't know. <laughs> so um i said what's the hotel and matt says hampton fucking in <laughs> To which I responded, did I ever tell you about the time that I lived in the Hampton Inn for four months in high school because our house caught on fire? And he said, Matt, no, God damn it. Save it for the pod. <laughs> so, what house? so you lived in a hotel for four months for four months, man. So what happened was one day Ugh. I'm in bed and my bedroom door flings open and my dad Get to get the fuck out! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, dad, you, that for him to be that intense, that's yeah. some, something's going on. You know right. what I mean? Dad's uh-huh. dad's even keel. Uh-huh. We get dressed. We go into the backyard. He says, "Go to the backyard." We go to the backyard, and then like see firefighters coming in. There was a fire in the attic. Like some electric had gone off, and there was a fire in the attic, and to take the fire out they had to like rip down the ceiling in my parents bedroom and all down the hallway oh my god so it was like a total reconstruction on that part of the house and uh 
the insurance company put us up in the Hampton Inn that was by the mall in Texas City. And we had two adjoining rooms. Me and dad shared one and Jackie and mom shared the other one. Two queen rooms. I was wondering how this got divided up. Nah, because I was a sophomore in high school. Jackie was in college. Uh Uh-huh. It's like there's no way you're sharing a room with your sister. No. It's like you're either sharing a room with your sister or like, uh, I don't know, or like you're all in one room together, which would be even more hellish. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. No, so it was me and dad in one, Jackie and mom in the other, and they were the adjoining room with, you know, the the door in the middle. And we lived there for four months. And uh, I became really good friends with the front desk lady. Mm -hmm. And I would just hang out at the front desk with her all the time. She was this super awesome black lady and I would help her do laundry. It, like I would help her do the towels and shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> get some free labor out of you. Yeah, dude. She was awesome. I fucking loved her. <laughs> and uh we would have continental breakfast every day. Oh yeah. hell yeah. Is that where you and Hal started like planning your attacks together? <laughs> oh no, that shit's been since that shit's been chi- since been childhood, dog. Okay, okay. That shit's been since I can remember. The <laughs> breakfast is... buffet attacks of Matt and Hal. Nah, that's lifelong, son. <laughs> <laughs> so this was just like a four month onslaught with you two, just every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It was Pretty like much. the bref- breakfast Olympics for for third of the year. Oh shit. The berries are here. (laughs) And then um, it was across the street from the mall. It was across the street from Orion's, which is one of those like dog shit buffets Uh where you can get anything you could. You get anything you want on this buffet from like really bad sirloin steak to spaghetti to fried chicken to tacos to spaghetti. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's got like God. a a trough of spaghetti. God, buffets are so weird. They're the worst. I hate them I so much. I don't get it at all. I don't get the it. only don't buffet I fucks with is a breakfast buffet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. This is now the theme of the Matt on Matt four, podcast. Matt loves four, breakfast buffets. Four months in a so like, what did you? How did you cook dinner? We ate out every day. Every day. Every day you ate out. There's no, no other option. That's just crazy. I know. I know. It's <laughs> just like that had to like you had to feel like shit eating out every day. I like because if I eat out every day, I start to feel bad. I start to just like get slower. I don't know. You were also young, so maybe it didn't count. Yeah. Maybe it didn't matter. Actually, yeah, I was. Like, you know, yeah, I was. A 16. sophomore, so you're just that's just going straight through you. Yeah. Fuck. I was Fuck. living there while I did my first play. Wow. Well, I mean, not my first first play because I did. Yeah, sure. I did small, like, but like my first big play. It's like yeah. you know, I did like the fifth grade musical and the sixth grade musical, and that was right, dog right, shit. Right. Doesn't count in my opinion. And I sure. did like some community theater musicals where like I was a child, but like. No, like I first actual UIL one act play was my first play in high school is when I decided I wanted to fucking be an actor. I was living in that hotel when I did that show. Jeez. 
Yeah. Man, I just can't. Four months of your fat. Because here's here's. I just got done with a vacation with my family for a week, and I had such a great time. It was really really fucking awesome. We went to Colorado. I was talking about it on the last episode. Uh, we went to Colorado, and I got to spend the whole time with Donna and Scott. And I really love that they let me kind of tag along on these dope ass fucking vacations that they take. Um, but I did learn a lot about myself. Number one. I want to start paying for and booking my own lodging on these trips because holy shit, yeah. nine days in a row with Donna and Scott after being away for a month and a half. I, it was just I, like, it's nothing. Listen, it's nothing anyone can do about it. It's not anyone's fault, but towards the end, I was just like, I got to get out of here. You're a grown adult man, Matt. <laughs> it's absolutely fine to feel this way. You are feel 33 years old. I'm 32. I have nine days left. <laughs> You're 32 years old. <laughs> it's just like I. It's just like I know, but I feel so guilty, like complaining at all because it was such an awesome, awesome thing. I, I, it's it was such a great trip, and we had such so much fun. But uh, man, it was just like this is, I, I like I got to start pay, help. I got to start ponying up so that I can enjoy this a little even more, even more than I already did. Um, be, because man, man, <laughs> hey, whenever me and Andrea go on trips, if it's with my parents or with her parents, we get our own lodging. Right. If we the only time we stay with them is if we're at their houses. Okay, sure. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what my parents do with all family events. They always get a hotel. Uh, dad, my dad swears by it. My dad, mm-hmm. when they're in San Antonio at my sister's house, they get a hotel. My dad just has, dad wants his own space. Yeah. Yeah. And I this respect is- the shit out of it. And I'm the same way. Sure. <laughs> it, because it just, it makes you really enjoy the people more i feel whenever oh, you hundred percent oh like doors between you yes like all right here we are we're back together again we all met up for lunch this is gonna be so fun as opposed to like i just stood around in the parking lot for the third time this week as we try to pit 15 cents into a parking meter that stops taking money in 15 minutes while we spend 10 minutes figuring this out and now it's five cents and uh the there's a minimum of a payment on the on the thing of three dollars, but you can't put in three dollars because there's only five cents of time left. But we're spending ten minutes figuring this out, and and it's like, what are we doing? What? Why are we trying to put fifteen cents into a parking meter with our credit cards? Why are we doing this for the third time this week? <laughs> As opposed to just walking <laughs> into the establishment, and being like, "Hey, mom and dad, what's up? What's Love going you. on? Here we are." <laughs> or pick me up at two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know, especially like, and you'll get to this point one day when you're in a relationship too. Like, you want to be alone with your person. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, mine and Andrea's life is here, us two together. So then when it's like, you know, at the end of the night, just want to be alone with your person. Uh Just the two of you. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just laying in bed, looking at Instagram, just the Mm -hmm. two of you. Right. Got to have your own room. Got to have your own room. Right. Just so you, right. Looking at TikTok together. You know what I mean? Whatever, (laughs) whatever it is, whatever it is, 
the this was also a road trip, which I think added an extra layer of, uh, you know, confinement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're in the truck. In the back of the truck. No one lets, lets me drive the truck because I suck at driving trucks. Or I did when I was 16. Well, so now, according to you, you suck at driving, period. No, not anymore. <laughs> I drove for Uber for like a year. I'm an okay driver. What's that Family Guy sketch? It's like, uh, all right, you've passed all the tests. Do you promise to? Do you promise to try and kiss at least a, to try and kiss women every night? The record for one day is sixty. I do. No. Welcome to Uber. No, <laughs> that's not what I was like. I didn't do that. <laughs> I know. I, I just saw that, that. clip. That's, I just that saw is. that clip, so it was fresh in my mind. Dude, some of the shit people get like that goes on in Ubers and Lyfts is nuts. It's why it's why (laughs) Uber Uber is a fucked up company. I don't give a fuck about saying that anymore because I don't they're not my main source of income, but that's a fucked up company. The fact that they like we are not employees leaves them open to like to like or it, it relinquishes them of everything of yeah. like any responsibility at all. So if an Uber driver sexually assaults someone, Uber's like, well, they're not our employee. We'll just make sure you don't match with them again. And that, and then legally that's all that they have to do. I think for welcome, now, welcome to the Vince McMahon school of business. Dude. 1099s yes. baby. Yes. Yes. It's nuts. It's so crazy, and they lie. Like I've I've been like, so I, I hopped back on it last or before I left, trying to earn, like raise some you know vacation money, and um, they were like, we just got a two hundred and fifty million dollars stimulus. We're making sure everybody's making thirty one mile dollars an hour. Everything's gonna be great. Three days of work, I made two hundred dollars. Wow. Nobody's taking Ubers anymore. And nobody's really doing the Uber Eats. And when they do, it's like $5 per per order. And you might get four orders in a day. Mm, Jesus. Somebody just ordered like a some jack-in-the-box tacos and an Oreo cookie shake. Literally picked up uh, at, at a 7-Eleven. This is a great story. So I, <laughs> I, I, go, I go to a 7-Eleven kind of nearby where I am now. Uh, it, but it's in kind of a weirdish neighborhood and I get in there and I walk up to the counter and I say, Hey, I'm here to pick up, uh, some things for Uber. And the guy just like ices me out. Doesn't say anything at all to me. Just looks at me with his eyes open. And I say, hi, I'm here to pick something up for Uber. And then he says something to someone behind me in a language that I don't speak and all of a sudden behind me, a guy starts yelling like, 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 and I turn around and, and I'm like, I know that was kind of an offense, but that's the, that's what it sounded like. And um, I turn around and I see this dude and he's also in a uniform and it looks like he's kind of in charge by that. I just mean, he's the oldest man there in, in a, in a uniform. And, uh, and I was like, hey, I'm here for Uber to pick up. And I look at the at the order. I am picking up a Dr. Pepper and a Gatorade. <laughs> and, 
a Dr. Pepper and a Gatorade. And I say that and I just look at him and I say, do I just go get that stuff? And and he um, looks at me and starts yelling in some language that I don't speak. And, and he's looking at me and I and I just say, I don't know what that means. Do I need to go get this stuff? He does it again. And, and now a little bit of butters is showing up. And, well, and, rightfully and, so at this point. And, and, uh, and I'm just like, Hey man, I just need to know if I need to go get this stuff or if you have it ready or not, please answer. Like, 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 I don't know what to do right now. And so I just, I start walking towards the coolers just thinking I'll grab it so that I can just show them the, what I needed to get and then leave. And then he like taps me on the shoulder, looks at me and yells again in a language that I don't speak. And then I say, don't fucking yell at me, dude. And he goes, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. And he points at the guy at the counter who was icing me out. And then the guy at the counter just goes, oh, her. And he points to this little old lady standing in the corner with an iPad mashing numbers in. And she and then in front of her, she's like guarding it is a bag with the Dr. Pepper and the Gatorade inside of it. And I'm like, oh, she has it. And they're like, oh, yes, go, go. And I go up to her and I'm like, hey, I need that. And then she goes, okay, one second. And she keeps mashing the numbers in and they just, it keeps saying, no, that's the wrong number. And she goes, okay, what order are you? And I'm like this, I, I need this. You have it right there. It takes me like seven minutes to get the fucking Dr. Pepper and Gatorade uh, from them all told the whole interaction from the moment I walk into the moment I walk out. Eventually I was just like, I need that. I like raised my voice pointed at it showed her the order and i just grabbed it i was just like what the like what the fuck is wrong with you people it was so bizarre it was one of the weirdest interactions i've ever had in my life i felt like it was like i was in the middle of a david lynch movie or something <laughs> looking at me and screaming at me in a language that i don't understand and, and then well that's a, literally a fucking modest mouse lyric uh he was looking at someone else but directing everything at me it, like he was or talking to someone else, but directing everything. He was trying to give the guy, tell the guy, I think what he was doing was trying to tell the guy at the front how to handle Uber drivers. Yeah. And the guy at the front was just too overwhelmed or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was just bizarre. And it, that was around the time when I was just like, you know what? This company fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just made, you know how much money I made doing, doing all that? $4. Good God. You had to put up with all that shit for four dollars. Four dollars. Oh. And it took like 20 minutes with all the driving and shit. Just like, God bless America. Fuck Uber. My whole ass hurt, dude. Oh and then God. and then I hear that apparently it's super expensive. So that's what the feedback is about Uber right now in Dallas is that it's way too expensive. And that's why people aren't using it, using it like they were. I got a story. So the other night I'm at work at the airport, I'm on closing shift for these two weeks. So dude, you know, going back and forth between shifts while training, then I'll, then I'll get myself on a permanent shift. Uh Um, But I got to know everything in order to run this place. So I'm closing. Andrea's on her way back from a wedding. She's going to drop her second shooter off in Bushwick. And then she's coming to get me. But like, I'm 
about 25 minutes ahead of her in terms that I'm done and she's still 25 minutes away. Yeah. Um, so she was like, well, see if you can get a car and if you can, blah, blah, blah. Thinking, okay, $40. That's how much it costs to get from my apartment to fucking home. And then I can just expense this with the company. No yeah. big deal. $125. Yeah, yeah. From LaGuardia to Financial District. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shuts the Nuts. front fucking door, dude. That's what I'm hearing about everywhere. And and and, and the drivers are not making more money. Ah, that's, that's the thing. This is all charges that's going to the company. Yes. Right. It'd be one like I, I like I would feel one way about it if it was like, all right, well, these drivers are fucking making bank, but they're not. Mm-mm. They're not making bank. Uber is just the is the only one making that money. So it's I mean, it's another one of those. It's kind of like Amazon where it's like, God damn, this provides an incredible service. But like they are getting greedy, greedy. Mm. At least mm. Amazon is fucking cheap. And you right? know what you're getting like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not oh. I need sixty nine cent suction cups. Amazon. <laughs> you can get eight. You can get like eighty six whippets for five dollars <laughs> at your door in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we getting fucked up tonight. <laughs> I have no idea why, but those those popped up in my suggested. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know like what like I I don't I don't buy weird shit off of Amazon. I just buy like mostly just like headphones. That's mainly what it is. Because <laughs> I have a metal plate in my head or something that destroys headphones every four months. So I have to replace my headphones. And that's what I use up. That's what I buy on Amazon. Oh, and cat litter. And that's it. Cat litter. Yeah. Frank's toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old frankie boy old franklin delanor katzevelt dude he's down at my parents house right now for this week because i just moving him back and forth was i didn't want to deal with it and they right. said that they'd happy happily take him in for the week and i it's gotta stressful say, man it's stressful on the animal man and but i gotta say like um uh i missed the fuck out of that dude oh yeah it's he's so your fucking weird yeah he's your boy I know, I know it's not that weird, but it, but I I was really not expecting to. Uh, I was like, ah, we'll t- I'll, I'll get a week off from the kid. It'll be fun. No, he's my buddy. He's like, I miss like sometimes I feel him laying next to me at night, and then he's not actually there. It's like, bro, oh, when I'm on the road and Bruce isn't with me, I will like be because he sleeps under the blankets down by our feet. Uh-huh. I'm like. I'll like move my legs suddenly. I'm like, oh no, I kicked Bruce. Oh no, Bruce isn't here. <laughs> yeah, last night I kept thinking that I was feeling him like walking around me trying to figure out where to lay down. And then I reached over and I was like, oh wait, he's not in the house. Who's walking on the bed? <laughs> <laughs> it was Dobby. <laughs> I'll be the house house. <laughs> uh, i did see an email from our buddy tom hilbin he wanted me to uh give a brief review of some uh imbi- you gotta do the mailbag gotta do the oh, mailbag. mailbag i don't have the mailbag theme yet what was it okay 
Uh, mailbag. Mailbag. <laughs> mailbag. Um, he wanted me to. Uh, I'm going to speak in sort of a coded language right now. He wanted me to review some of the legal imbibe- imbibements that are afforded us in Colorado as opposed to Texas. Um, if you are ever up there, I recommend getting the chocolates that are called Coda. They taste really good and get you to where you're going. They turn They're effective. The a little bit. Uh, there's also uh, some uh, really nice uh, gummied treats uh, if you want to do like a five milligram sort of situation. You can do that or just the tens, which is what's uh, the maximum in Colorado for recreational use. Uh, Cause they don't want people fucking freaking out. Um, so yeah, check those out. Coda. And then just whatever gummies, I don't even cheap it. Yeah. There was uh, so something else are- that you had that you said was just gnarly. Well, yeah. I don't want to get into it. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. But, but, but yes, <laughs> there were other things <laughs> that were a little more, a little, a little harsher. <laughs> say. Dude, um, Tom, thanks for the email, bro. We love you. Yeah. We love an email. We So yeah, check that out. Coda, Coda chocolates, Chiba Chews, and then just the peach Bellini gummies were really, really tasty. Um, uh, <laughs> in terms of the edibles in Colorado. Um. Yeah. So Colorado. The, the, the vacation was dope. I do. I did feel like uh the state of Colorado was actively trying to murder me the entire time I was there. Uh, could not breathe. And then on top of that, um, uh, I couldn't breathe through the altitude. But then on top of that, it was. It's like spring over there right now. Uh, Literally oh. looked like it was snowing cottonwood. Oh no. And I had never really heard of Cottonwood before this trip, but buddy, I am allergic to that shit. (laughs) And they they don't have uh they don't have AC, at least they didn't in our in our condo, because you don't really you honestly don't really need it. It's so nice all the time in the summer. It's so nice. Yeah. And um but because you don't need it, quote unquote, your air is no longer filtered. And so I would have to sleep with my window open all night just like and i was taking allegra like i was taking allergy meds but it just like ravaged my fucking throat and my nose dude the boogers that 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 were created in such a small amount of time like you'd like you'd rub my nose and blow my nose and squirt saline up and get it all cleared out and then five minutes later another completely dry like rock hard presence that completely clogged up my nose would show up later like they would they would develop in like five minutes it was monstrous and then as we left it moved its way down to my throat by the time i woke up in amarillo though it was all gone there you go so i know it was allergies i didn't and it was or anything all that was gone and you were woke up in amarillo and it was all replaced with the blues You know, we were right because it's Amarillo. <laughs> we were right next to that steakhouse, that famous steakhouse that's in all oh, the, the big Texan. Yeah, we 72 were seventy-two like, ouncer. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that was the ground beef I smelled. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should have done the seventy-two ounce steak challenge. Well, we got in kind of late. Dude, I think Siri was trying to get us around a wreck on the highway or something. But in the middle of the night, Siri had us cut through Amarillo. To get to our hotel, I never. There's only Amarillo's been, a rough place to be at night. 
at night it was it was just like i was i was in the back seat just like what are we doing where are we going like like i was actually <laughs> completely silent but in my mind i'm just like what are you doing what it like why are we not on the highway why are like our hotel is directly off the highway why are we not on the highway it's we're just blindly following siri Oh, that leads me to another time I thought I was going to die on this fucking vacation. So we went to Boreas Pass. For those of you who don't know, which is probably everyone listening, Boreas Pass is this um, dirt road uh, yeah. that leads you to the Continental Divide uh, where it's a Continental Divide between the White Forest and Pikes National Forest. And it's beautiful. It's just like this big... mountain it's it's like it's a big fucking mountain range um and you get up to you but you have to drive on this like five mile dirt dirt road maybe not five miles it might be even less than that might be like three miles but it still took us 35 minutes to drive up this road it is a one lane two-way road with no guardrails driving to the top of a mountain the first And the first, like, people that we encounter, now, the road does have, like, different pockets where you can pull off. Some people set up camp there, uh, but it's also just used so people can get past each other and stuff. But the first people we run into, we're not near any of that land. We're not near that part of the road. We're, like, literally on a bend, and we are not on the mountain side of the bend. We're on the valley side. Me and Donna, specifically, are on the valley side. And I don't know what was going on, but my dad was convinced he had like six feet on the valley side when he closer had like maybe a foot. I thought it was like six inches because I looked I looked out my window and all I could see was empty air underneath me. Oh, Matt. Oh, I mean. I've driven the fucking road to Hana in Hawaii, so I know the feeling. Yes, but, they have yeah, done that too. Yeah, it's scary as shit, dude. Oh my! And 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 my and of course, you know, my Donna is just like, get over, get over, like totally <laughs> not handling it right. It, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. I, I know, know what, what you mean. The, I don't know what the correct reaction was, but it was just like <laughs> it was. Wasn't the least stressful reaction. It was probably the most stressful reaction. Uh, whereas I was just like in silence, just like, oh my god, I'm gonna die here. I'm gonna die here. And then eventually, my dad goosed it and got us got us past this person. And then we were mostly okay for the rest of the ride. The last like mile of it was com- felt completely off road and like it was gonna knock us over just from the bumps and grinds and shit. But. <laughs> In the end, it was just absolutely beautiful. I mean, you uh, you can't. Colorado is just so gorgeous. It's crazy everywhere you look. It's like a it's it's like a painting. Yeah. So it, it's all kind of worth it in the end. But goddamn, that was a scary fucking drive. Road to Hana. They've done that as well, and that's another one where my dad, <laughs> my dad halfway through it was just like, this is another road that Donna's let us down, like the road to Hana. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. If you're in Maui and you don't do the road to Hana, you really missed out on like a major, like, I, it's like nothing. I, I can't describe it. 
And there's like all these like secret waterfalls along the way. It's so cool. But it's scary as fuck at at certain points. Isn't there like a wooden bridge? Um, I mean, there's multiple bridges. I think that's a different one. Okay. There might be a wooden bridge on it. I don't. That wasn't one that stuck out to me because I saw something that was truly traumatic on this. We, you know, go to Hana and then on the way back, you can either stay all the way around, go, follow the road all the way around the edge of the island, which takes you through like farm unpaved farmland, or you can drive the road to Hana back, which is what most people do. And so we drove the road to Hana back, and we were on our way back. So like you go around, like you're going around this like valley area. You're th- like two or three thousand feet up above the ocean. There is a guardrail on this spot. Somebody had fucked up, and their car they <gasps> driven into the guardrail. Their car was halfway hanging out over this two thousand foot cliff. And you saw this. Yeah, well, we saw the car. The people were gone at this point. Okay, okay. We saw the after emergency, but we see the car. Like, the guardrail had done its job. Oh, my God. It had, it had bent but not broke, but the car was halfway out over this 2,000-foot fucking cliff. Oh. And I just remember thinking, like, that millisecond between hitting the guardrail, it moving, and then stopping... Those people in that car thought, this is it. Yeah. Oh, my God. They thought, like, they, for what was probably a few milliseconds, but probably felt like an eternity in their heads, they thought, we're going to die. Oh, my God. This is it. Dude. I mean, I, I don't definitely want to say I drive the road to Hana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that I fully relate to that, but I do in a way. That's how it felt whenever I looked over the side and that that one hiccup I was telling you about. I didn't think that that was it for us, but I did worry that the truck was about to just go. Like we were all buckled in, and it's a big ass truck, so I was pretty sure we were going to be fine. Well, relatively, we were going to be alive. But I was thinking, like, well, this is the end of the vacation. I did have that thought. <laughs> I was like, well, we're going to be here for hours. We're going to have to be, like, one of us is going to be so hurt that we're going to be heli- helicoptered out. Like, all three of us are going to have to get back to Texas somehow. Yeah. Oh, it was, it all, and the, all that went through my mind. And then my dad goosed it, and we were fine. There you God, go. it was scary though. Whoo! Fucking beautiful. Fuck. By the way, recommendsies. Wrong. Go to Breckenridge, y'all. Do it. Fucking. It's like a Nordic <laughs> paradise. Free public transit. Everything's gorgeous. It's pretty year round. I imagine in the winter, it's just like even more magical. It's a magical place. Can't fucking breathe, but it's worth it. Yeah, can't breathe, but it's great. <laughs> oh man we're at like it? we're at like an hour 10 yeah i was about to say i think that's about it isn't it yeah that's about it you got a um, fucking any don't at me's um not really no don't at me i have a couple of recommends if anything 
I recommend checking out that uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novel. It's fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, it definitely is bad at some points. It's definitely Quentin Tarantino's first novel. <laughs> um, and you can tell uh, as, as you read it. Um, I mean, some of that shit that he... You're kind of like exposed to the fact that it, like I kind of was wondering like is Quentin Tarantino actually a good writer? He's <laughs> <laughs> a really good screenwriter. Yes, is ultimately what it is because because there are some amazingly compelling moments in this book, but it's it's essentially the scenes between all the scenes in the movie. Makes and it's sense. cool. And it's cool. And so it's cool for that. So I recommend it if you're a fan of the movie and if you're a fan of Quentin Tarantino, check out the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novel. It's it's just it's a really it, it's great. It was it's a super easy read. I knocked it out over the vacation. You can knock it out probably in an afternoon if you really wanted to. It's not. I mean, he's a screenwriter. Yeah, he writes quick. It flows. Yeah, um, and it and it feels like you're watching a movie when you read it. <laughs> That's my right. Um, I don't really have it done at me, though. Do you? you got anything? I, I don't really have either because um, it's just been a busy week. Uh, so I haven't right. been able to indulge much in stuff. But, you know, I love you. But, you know, <laughs> now it's, you know, been a, been a wild week, but um, this was fun. I had yes, a lot of fun today. Uh, rest in peace, Kmart, Astro uh, Place. We love you. We'll miss you. We'll pour one out for you tonight. I'll go try and pick a fight with the crackhead in your honor. Um, oh, maybe Kmart. I'll buy. Maybe I'll buy a crackhead a strawberryita and a teddy bear and a teddy bear. I've you know uh, it's wild to me at thirty three years old how many just like mediocre corporate chains have meant so much in my life, and I'm reminded <laughs> right now of uh, Kmart and Hampton Inn. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Kmart Hampton Inn. The Kmart <laughs> at Astor Place. <laughs> you want a 24 pack of Bud Light for $12.99 in the city? Sounds crazy, right? Nope, it's Kmart at Astor Place. <laughs> Do you want 10 pounds of frozen ground beef for $10? <laughs> Hey, That's, <laughs> That's cold open. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trailer. So All right. Me, follow me at Twitterfield on Twitter. Follow me at Matters on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Matt on Matt Pod. Uh, follow me at Matt Beery Zero Six on all my social media. At Matt on Matt Pod at gmail.com, all that stuff that you already said. Love you, buddy. Ooh, I just well, for real. Nice. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs>